Okay, so this dispute has a lot of dimensions. The first is a normal contractual economic dimension. So uh, we're talking about a plot of land that represents 11,500 square meters, which is known as the cow's garden. So two deals uh, were signed pertaining to this land between the Armenian Patriarchate. The first one was in March 2020 between the Armenian Patriarchate and the Jerusalem municipality, which was uh, because this plot of land had a lot of dirt and rubble and we couldn't get the permits to renovate it or to clean it. The municipality intervened and said, we will clean it. We will uh, make all the necessary arrangements, the asphalt and so on. And in return, we ask for 90 parking spaces for the residents of the Jewish quarter. And the rest of the parking spaces, which are about 100, would remain uh, for the Armenian Patriarchate. This is a good deal because uh, it also um, uh, allows the Patriarchate to keep the maintenance, the operation, and the management of the land. And the land is recognized as, uh, under, as the, the ownership of the Armenian Patriarchate. However, there was a clause in this uh, contract that said if in the future there are uh, permits to build a hotel on this land and contracts, this contract is uh, considered void and null. Uh, the second contract was a 98-year lease, which was signed between the Patriarchate and the private company known as Khana Gardens Limited. It was signed in July 2021, and uh, it gave away the cow's garden area, not only the parking space, which was renovated by the municipality, but also the private garden of the Patriarchate, the private parking, the seminary hall, and five homes of uh, Armenian families. Uh, we consider this deal to be illegal because uh, according to the internal bylaws of the Patriarchate and the constitution of the Patriarchate, first of all, any deal above 25 years has to be signed by also the Synod, the Holy Synod, and the General Assembly of the St. James Brotherhood, which is comprised of 30 priests, which was not done for this deal. Second of all, any deal over 49 years is illegal. They are not allowed to give out uh, leases over 49 years. So if you consider it illegal, go to court and fight it. In April, uh, they defrocked the priest. Once the community and also a big, a big uh, number of the priests um, found out that all these other areas are included, the priest was, uh, the former director of real estate was called to the synod, and then he was defrocked, and he was uh, kicked out of the convent and left uh, Jerusalem and Israel. Uh, so after that, for six months, the community had protests in order for the patriarchate to cancel this deal and to go to court, as you mentioned, which is... Uh, what should have been done, and for six months uh, we uh, had protests in the grand courtyard of the Armenian Patriarchate against the Patriarchate for having signed a lease like this, and our demand was very clear to cancel the deal. Uh, finally, after six months of protests and huge pressure from the media and the international media and Armenian institutions and organizations, on October 26, the Armenian Patriarchate sends a cancellation letter to the private company, which means they uh, wrote a letter uh, enumerating the grounds on which this, uh, this, uh, this deal was illegal and this deal was corrupt and there was a misrepresentation from the company 
uh, and other grounds were brought and uh, were sent to the private company. Now, the private company, instead of fighting it legally or answering to the letter, they started using intimidation tactics. They sent bulldozers to the area to demolish walls that separated the private parking of the Patriarchate and the larger cow's garden area. But of course, uh, once the Patriarchate decided to cancel the deal, we all rallied uh, behind the church, and uh, together with the community members, the church members, we stopped the bulldozers. Why is this such a big deal for the Armenian community? Why would it be so bad if a hotel was built on the site of the, uh, the parking lot? Uh, yes, first of all, if we do assume that the, this is for the building of a hotel, uh, financially it does not make any sense. This, uh, as I said, this is 11,500 square meters. We're talking about the highest point also of the old city. This land is also uh, um, directly stuck to the ramparts of the old city. Um, this land was acquired over five centuries through 19 different transactions, the blood and sweat and time and energy of Armenians all around. Uh, this land is also located right in front of the Armenian convent, so it is also a threat to the monastic and communal life of Armenians. And also uh, the financial amount that was agreed upon is uh, frankly ridiculous. You know, This land is in the old city of Jerusalem, one of the most disputed and contested areas in the world. And uh, it can be compared, I mean, to Times Square, New York, to the Champs-Élysées in Paris, and it was given for an annual rent of $300,000. There have been a couple of cases, high-profile cases in recent years in the Christian quarter, where right-wing Jewish nationalist groups purchased uh, properties, very significant properties, um, do you believe this is another example of this? Do you believe those groups are behind this purchase as well? Look, I cannot confirm it for 100%, but again, we know where we live. We were born and raised in the city. We know the disputes. We know the, the, the lands that have been targeted, as you said, especially the Christian land. We have the example of the Greek uh, hotels on Jaffa Gate which is the Imperial and the Petra, which again was signed by some third party, some private company, and then it turned out that Ateret Kohanim, one of the biggest uh, organizations of settler uh, right-wing uh, extremists, uh, was behind it. Uh, furthermore, uh, we have also pictures that show that the investors met with the, the heads of Ateret Kohanim, we also, uh, the, the company was created the next day that the deal was signed. So it, if it were, for example, a company like the, the, the Waldorf Hilton ambassador, you know, a big chain, it would be believable that, okay, they want to build a hotel. But this company has no background whatsoever. It is linked to many other companies. It looks like a shell company, honestly. The investors are very shady people. Danny Rothman Rubinstein had uh, cases against him for failure of payments of 20,000 pounds and other, uh, other problems. And the other investor they brought in, George Warwar, who was a Greek Catholic uh, Christian, uh, has a criminal record. How will this and play out? Is this a battle you can win? 
Of course, look, uh, so as I said, after they sent the cancellation letter, after they sent the bulldozers, we stopped them. Then they sent armed settlers and armed residents of the Jewish quarter with attack dogs. We stopped them again. And then they sent uh, secure, 30 security guards to try and take over the land. And then they came back with the police illegally. The police claimed they had a court order. And when they were pressed by our attorneys and by our priests and our community members, it turned out they did not have a court order. So I will take the question you asked me and direct it back at them. If you have bought this land legally and everything is, I mean, legal, you have all the documentation, all the papers, why is it that when you received the cancellation letter, you did not go to court or come to negotiations? The, the normal process is you come negotiate with the other side in order to save money and, you know, the judicial process takes uh, sometimes 20 years like the Greeks. So why didn't you go to court? Why didn't you come to negotiations? If you're so sure that you did everything legally and by the book, why did you send bulldozers and settlers? Why did you try and intimidate and scare the Armenian community and the church? I mean, these are uh, thuggish methods, you know, of acquiring a land, and it's a typical modus operandi of these extreme right-wing uh, groups, especially bringing a Christian guy as a frontman, you know, as a straw guy. So we are very confident, yes, we will fight it not only in courts. Of course, courts are the first method. We will fight it in Israeli courts. We will fight it in international courts because it would also change the status quo of, uh, uh, of the old city of Jerusalem, which is against international law as well. We will fight it diplomatically uh, and politically. And it's also worth to mention that this struggle of Save the Ark movement started as an internal struggle against our own patriarchate. This is a very important point, because at the end of the day, it is our churches and our institutions that succumb to the different pressures, that succumb, uh, I, I don't know, or that are corrupted, and that um, make such deals, you know. So our struggle was internal, but once this company started threatening our community members, started forbidding them from parking in the parking area, although it's part of the deal. Once they started using these intimidation tactics, of course our targets changed, and especially when the patriarchate agreed that they should cancel this deal and that this deal is not in the interests of the Armenian community or the patriarchate.